Hey everyone. Um, yeah, I still don't have a proper intro for this. Uh, this is world building, where I talk about stuff and making things, I guess. Um, I think I'm gonna start doing a almost themed thing to the episodes. I'm not quite positive on that. Uh, I think I'll do like a single aspect from Dead or Hunted and talk about that aspect of something. So, yeah, I, th I think that's what I'll do for now. Um, this one, I guess, uh, let's talk, well, we talked about music last time, huh, didn't we? Let's talk about the actual world for, um, since the one that is on my mind the most uh, is hunted right now, uh, let's talk about the world for that. So, I'm going to try to keep it as spoiler-free as possible, so I might just kind of be really vague about stuff. But as you can tell, the original plan for the, uh, for the city ships was very, I guess, vault-like in that each one was a bit of an experiment for something. Although they aren't separate experiments, they're all one big thing that interlocks with each other. Uh... Grace's ship, the left brig, is one specific part of that that I'm not going to get into because that comes up later. But, um, like, uh, the one that Fiona came from, her original city ship was one that was more, more focused on military application. That's where Mother comes from, that's where a lot of the more dangerous or violent mutants come from. Uh, and stuff like that. Uh, another one was more dedicated to scientific research. So you have things like, I guess the, the mutant-ish properties of some of those people would be more towards, like, intellect and telepathy and being able to, and telekines telekinesis and stuff like that. Things to, being able to manipulate things from a distance, typically in, like, a think of it like a lab sense like if you have a bunch of people in a lab you don't want to have to constantly be bumping into each other and running around and stuff so you manipulate your beakers and all that stuff I mean it's um I guess the closest thing would be like mage hand in D&D &D, where it can't lift much I think mage hand does what, like 15 pounds at most 15 or 20 pounds something like that so it's not something that they could go and lift up people and throw them against walls and stuff like that, but they can at least do enough to... They can move a Bunsen burner over, they can move a sample over and stuff like that, all while still working on things. So, each each one is set up specifically for that kind of thing, and the generations of people living on them over the 300 years are more attuned to those kinds of things. Um, Leftbrig, I will say, was more towards exploration. So, they have a lot of runners, and they have a lot of people who are skilled at flying. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Uh, as for why those things are, that all will tie towards the Patriots. And how... All of those things play together, that'll happen. Uh, it's really hard to talk about this stuff, but... You know, let's, let's start back at the beginning of everything. 
um, I know I talked about this before, but Hunted and Sky were two separate things. Sky was like a role-playing world that I had started building, so my friends and I had something to do, and Hunted has been, well, it started off as a Legend of Dragoon uh, fan art back when I was like a little kid. I guess like 11 or 12? Um, Legend of Dragoon was 2000, so yeah, I guess I would have been 11. Um, But it's evolved over time and become more and more things. At one point, it took place in, like, a World War II thing and a bunch of other stuff. But since combining them, the world has still changed a lot over the last few years that I've been working on this. And if from the beginning, I wanted to have something that could... I didn't want to have just another nuclear wasteland. That's old and kind of boring. And as much as excited I am for Fallout 4 and the changes that... Like, you know, all the stuff that Boston and everything else will bring in with all the technology and stuff, it's still going to be outside of the cities. It's still going to be a wasteland. It's still going to be just decimated everything, dry and barren and lifeless. And I wanted to do something different than that, but still have the same sense of nothing, in a way. So I thought... Well, a flood. Um, because eventually the waters would have to recede. I mean, you can have them... They can they can f stay at certain levels higher than they used to be, but eventually they're going to recede, or at least it's going to stop rising. So I had everything flood, and then set it 300 years, and dear God, the train. I have not heard that train... I have heard that train once since we moved. Um, almost a month ago and as soon as I hit fucking record for a podcast it starts ah oh, god damn it so I went with a flood because as the waters recede things could continue to grow it's not going to be something that's going to salt the earth it's something that it can it can be something new afterwards so you have I wanted areas where it's going to be thick jungles out there, like just forests that have overgrown as, over the three centuries it's been since the water started up and started receding. I wanted to have areas that are still flooded and you have people who have modified jet skis and boats and stuff and almost Mad Max in a way, but instead of car... Really? Really? Thanks, thanks, whoever you are. Damn, turn your shit down. Uh, I... I don't know. I I wanted something that, like, almost in a Mad Max style, that could have jet skis and boats and stuff like that all modified and used for raiding and stuff and have... still have technology, because... Not every, like it's not like there would be a flash flood that just everything suddenly was underwater. It would be slowly over time. People would move things to higher ground and set up new infrastructure in different places. That's why something like Denver exists. It's too high for that water to ever reach. So they started moving things into the Rockies and Boulder and Denver and further north 
and higher up and even the Appalachian Mountains I mean there's there's now those are now technological epicenters where currently it's coal mining and because they have moved things in there you have like the everything people weren't just going to die off they knew how to fix it they knew how to at least make it so that they could continue in a semblance of the way of life now that doesn't mean that everybody was able to and that doesn't mean that some of the further out settlements that aren't around places like Denver or Minneapolis or something like that that Minneapolis just survived because there's just not enough fucking water um it's not to say that those places don't the further out places haven't kind of turned into raiding communities and nomadic tribes of people who will just fuck your shit up for food like they don't care they just want to god damn what the hell they just want to eat like they just want to have clean water they just want to have a place to sleep and they want gear like they will fucking kill you and that's just the way of life through outside of the cities and that's the way of life for pretty much anyone who doesn't have the privilege of living in one of those places um and then you have people who just almost in a i guess a uh, i guess the people in borderlands i guess would be the closest thing who just are they've been in this fucked up place that and they've been scrambling for food so long they've just kind of gone nuts and this is just in the u.s i mean every country is different like brazil has already been talked about a little bit and that's become just a massive militant state that took over pretty much the entire southeast or southwestern hemisphere like brazil is just now this massive empire and i don't things are different like in europe things are very different than anything else a lot of flooding happened a lot of eastern europe isn't there anymore a lot of africa isn't there um and i mean now what isn't a frozen sheet of ice in russia is actually a fairly powerful military still because a lot of their shit survived you have china is still a massive world power and stuff because outside of the coast i mean that Nobody's going to dive in that flooding in there. They just all move inland. So the world kind of just moved on its own. And I guess the main reason I'm focusing on the U.S. Besides having lived a bunch of places so I know... I know where things are and how things work in places. So I have a better understanding of how to change them than I do for something like, you know, Siberia. But... In the U.S. also, I mean, for such a big country, we also have a lot of very low, very close to sea level land that if the sea level rose a shit ton over the course of, let's say, 30 years, we would lose a pretty massive chunk of land. Um, and that's kind of the thing. I mean, between rain and... Because it, it was a lot of... 
pretty much the flooding because it's not really a spoiler. The flooding was caused by a combination of melting polar ice caps and just massive rainstorms caused by climate shifting and stuff. And just as more water was added and more could evaporate, the storms got worse and worse and worse and worse. And so everything went and got fucked. <laughs> but I, I guess I found it most interesting to mess with the U.S. because there's a huge diverse set of places in the U.S. Like, you have a pretty massive desert. Desert. You have a place like Death Valley, which is the hottest place in the world. Like, you have a rainforest up north in Washington. You have what is essentially a tundra up in, like, northern... Minnesota and stuff like that. You have swamplands and stuff like that down in Florida. You have mountains everywhere. It's a diverse enough environment that playing with all of these different places with the same thing can lead a bu to a bunch of different effects. Like, someday they're gonna eventually maybe go to Arizona and Texas and see all that stuff. Like, a Arizona that had suddenly tons of water dumped on it over, you know, 40 years and silts coming, washing in from up north and stuff. Maybe it's a bit more green than it is. Maybe Nevada and stuff. Maybe Las Vegas is more green. Uh, there's a lot of things to play with and change and do up there. So I wanted to go more with something like that instead of a bombed out weird, just everything is just a desert at this point because nothing can grow kind of thing. And there are still going to be areas that are just marshes. Like, you just... You go there and it's... The, nothing could grow because the water never left. And it's just like this soupy marsh that you can't really get through and there's some animals that moved in and maybe some moss and stuff like that algae you know like marsh shit and rotting trees everywhere and that could be anywhere in the country now because instead of it being locked to like marshlands and stuff like that like Nebraska that could be nothing but a marsh nothing else just 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 a giant instead of corn now it's just stopping wet earth <laughs> and I find that endlessly fascinating to play with uh, and then you add in you, you can go from these technologically advanced cities that have still had 300 years to mess with stuff I mean you have flying airships you have like essentially what a personal aircraft that anybody can fly. They're very simple. They're essentially a car. You have these massive cities that fly in the air, which are completely different living environments than anything else. And I mentioned it briefly in uh, well, spoiler, the next series I'm doing on recurring Vs is going to be Metro 2033 because... I really love the Metro games, and Metro 2033 is the thing that inspired how I, in my head, how the city ships look inside, how the Saki looks inside. 
It's not clean, polished wood and metal walls, and it's it's crowded and dirty, and there are people everywhere, and you you have just you have these tiny narrow corridors and people trying to get through everything and going from place to place and trying to do the things that they're supposed to. And it's the same on Leftbrig and stuff. I mean, like, the ship that Grace came from, I, I, I don't, I didn't do a good enough job describing it, but when she packs herself into that elevator in the beginning, she packs herself in. There's, like, 15 other people in a freight elevator. And it's all they have. And they're just crammed in there. And it's like that everywhere. Like Mrs. Camden, the pig farmer, who's a throwaway thing that I'll probably never bring up in the story again. But she is literally a pig farmer. She has a pen where she grows these pigs for slaughter so that she can feed, so that people can eat. And that's a job that's just been handed down over generations. And you have technicians running back and forth trying to fix problems and it's it smells horrible and everyone runs into everyone because it's barely wide enough for two people to pass by each other let alone if they're carrying something or if one person is slightly wider than an average human like that's the kind of environment that these places are and i really need to do a better job describing this but that is how it is in my head. And Metro 2033 especially, the opening area with Artyom's home, Metro, very well describes how... It, it very well shows how in my head it looks. And how I imagine the environments for these places. And even... I, I never really described it, but the apartment building that that uh, Grace lived in where she was ecstatic about like how much space she had it was like a shitty little like what would we would consider a horribly tiny one bedroom apartment but she was crammed into a shoebox before like her her uh, her little room on, on the on left brig was maybe maybe big enough to fit a a full-size bed in and that's it and essentially it opened up with like a closet door like the folding closet doors opened and you had the tube that messages came in excuse me and a bed and that's all she had she had a small tiny little shelf she had built into the wall that she put her clothes on and that's all and there's nothing else that can fit in there because there's so many people crammed in such a small space. I mean, this place is... It's big, but at the same time... I mean, okay. I guess the size for one of the city ships would be probably... Maybe four Titanics in volume, I suppose. I'm not quite sure. Let me look and see how much how big the Titanic was. Okay, so it's, I'd say, probably about two and a half. We'll say two wide and another half tall size of Titanic. So, um, yeah, about 180 feet wide, 
800 feet long, and then I don't know how tall it was. Uh, yeah, it doesn't say. But, anyway, it, it, they're, it's a massive ship. It's huge. They're fucking massive. And also, in the middle of that fucking audition crashed again. I luckily was able to save the first 19 minutes I recorded this time. Yay! Uh, but they're huge things, but so many people had to fit on them. Like, not it's not a comfortable thing. It's, it's like being crammed into the hold of a ship trying to make it to the New World, you know? Like, trying to make it to... America for the first time as European immigrants it was like that where it's just people stuffed into this thing they, they put as many people as they could on these sent them up and then those people had kids and then those people had kids and not everybody was dying off at 50 you know people are living till their 60s 70s at this point and so you have three generations at a time on there and Sometimes four, depending on how early kids are boning. Like, it's... It's insane how quickly people can fill a space that was meant for a lot less people. Uh... I don't know. It's... I've completely lost my train of thought because I, I had to fix the damn audio crash. Uh, but I I want those places to feel more cramped, I guess. And I want things also to feel more open. I need to have Grace be out more and show more of the... More places, because there are so many... In my head, there are so many different things that make the world so big, but I have a really hard time getting them out, you know? Uh, so I need to work on that in future parts. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess next time I'll talk about people and stuff in the world, because I, I really just want to focus on environments right now, and damn it, what is that? And stuff like that, like how things are, how things are physically in the world. Um... I guess, yeah, next time I'll talk about the different groups and factions and stuff like that everywhere. But, yeah, it's... I want to toy with something that not many people have. I want to have some, not something new, because that's not something that I could do, you know? I, it, the apocalypse has done been done a billion times. But I want to toy with it in a way that not many people have looked at. And it going from all of the post-apocalypse where it's the zombies, or it's a disease, or it's this. What if the world got fucked but humans survived just because they had a lot of time to prepare for it, and they didn't have to go into space? Like, the world did, it, it didn't become a water planet. We just moved to higher ground for a while, and we built big old ships to go into the air, and Maybe there are some ships out on the sea. Hint, hint, wink, wink. I mean, there could be entire massive cities floating out there that we haven't met yet. That might be coming soon. Uh, 
yeah, it's just, there's a lot that I want to do with it and a lot more I need to play with before I settle on all of this. So, yeah, I guess that's about all for now. Uh, I'm going to go and edit this, and yeah, I, I think that'll be it. So, it, I'm going to try to do these maybe bi-weekly, because I, I just can't, I can't commit to a weekly schedule yet. Um, but I'm going to try to do these bi-weekly at least, so I will probably talk to you week after next on... I guess I'll post these Wednesdays? I don't know. Whatever I can not be at work for. Yeah. Uh, what else? There was something else I wanted to quick. Nah, that's about it. Hey, if you like this crap, uh... Yeah. Come support us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash SSB. I mean, hey, we do a lot of shit, and we're trying to get back into doing things. I'm... I'm currently working on getting the site redone, and Max is helping with artwork for that and stuff, and I have the next episode of Hunted almost ready-ish, kind of. I need to get Eli and Van in for a recording session soon. Um, we have a lot of stuff going on on the YouTube channel again, finally. I've started recording again. Mad Max currently, and as I said, Metro 2033 next. I've already got six parts of that recorded so I'm probably gonna hop off here and go do that but hey if you like what we do go to patreon.com slash ssp uh, chuck us a buck a month fucking help us pay for shit like the hosting for this is this is not free uh yeah anyway have a nice night everyone I will uh I'll see ya <laughs>